3: Good morning, breaking overnight, an attorney for Brian Laundrie's family saying the human remains found in a Florida nature reserve are likely those of the fugitive. The probability is strong that it is Brian's remains. We'll have the very latest on that major break in the five-week-long manhunt and the questions that remain unanswered in the case. Green light the FDA authorizes booster shots for the Moderna and Johnson and Johnson vaccines along with mixing and matching paving the way for millions to get that extra dose just in time for the holidays. But this morning concern over a new mutation of the Delta variant what the head of the CDC is saying straight ahead. On the brink, President Biden's economic agenda hanging in the balance as he considers abandoning key pieces of his multi-trillion dollar spending bill. This after returning to his hometown to make the case to voters.
4: These bills are about competitiveness versus complacency.
3: But will the changes get him the support he needs from fellow Democrats? Just ahead, a live report from the White House. One to punch the worsening supply chain crisis and soaring inflation combining to raise prices on everything from gas to groceries. What it means for you and your family with the holiday season fast approaching. Those stories plus royal rest new details on the doctor's advice that led the Queen to take a break from her duties. We're live in London as well wishers pour in from around the world and the goat in one a Simone Biles moving on from the drama at the Olympics really just kind of got lost in the air with a new push to help improve the mental health of millions of Americans. She'll tell us all about it and the next chapter in her legendary gymnastics career as she joins us exclusively today Thursday October 21st 2021.
4: From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cutby live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
3: Hey guys, welcome to today we're so happy that you are joining us on this busy Thursday morning and we're really happy that Simone Biles
5: will be right here live in our studio coming up a little bit later on she has
3: got a lot going on both in gymnastics and away from the sport so Simone is going to fill us in she's going to share some big news that she's got about a special effort that she's uh, joining
5: all right, but first we're going to start with that breaking news out of Florida overnight an attorney for the family of Brian laundry. Says the probability is strong that his
3: remains have been found. Yeah, it comes amid a five week manhunt for laundry. Those remains discovered in the nature preserve where he was last seen near items that are believed to belong to him. And now the FBI is specifically saying
5: that laundry is a person of interest in the murder of his fiance, Gabby Petito,
3: who was found dead near a Wyoming national park last month. NBC Sam Brox in Northport, Florida, with the very latest on this. Hey Sam, good morning.
0: Hoda Savannah, good morning. The Carlton Reserve behind me is the same location where Brian Laundry's parents reported him missing more than a month ago. For the last several weeks, authorities have been combing every square inch of this place. Then on Wednesday, a possible break in the case. Overnight, police cars block the entrance of this vast Florida Reserve, while forensics teams gather critical evidence and try to identify newly discovered remains that could potentially belong to Brian Laundrie.
6: Investigators found what appears to be human remains along with personal items, such as a backpack and notebook belonging to Brian Laundrie. These items were found in an area that, up until recently, have been underwater. There is no
0: confirmation the remains are, in fact, Laundrie, the subject of a more than five-week manhunt and a person of interest in the disappearance of Gabby Petito. But overnight, a lawyer for Laundrie's parents telling CNN...
2: The probability is strong that it is Brian's remains but we're going to wait until the forensic uh, results come in and and verify that.
0: It was actually Laundrie's parents who flagged FBI investigators the night before and took them to a trail where the remains were uncovered. The attorney also telling CNN Laundrie's parents, in the reserve with law enforcement, ventured off the trail and discovered some items they say could belong to Laundrie.
2: At some point, Chris locates what's called a dry bag. He didn't want to leave the bag there with a news reporter standing nearby, so he picked it up. He did meet up shortly with law enforcement. They looked at the contents of the bag.
0: One former FBI special agent breaks down what's next in this exhaustive
2: process. The FBI's ERT team will grid out this area and search every single inch. They'll find a way to nail down this DNA profile.
0: Authorities did not take any questions about the 23-year-old laundry who was reported missing in mid-September. He traveled with his fiancée, Petito, on a cross-country trip, but returned home nearly two months ago without her. The couple at one point stopped by police in Utah after a witness reported seeing a possible case of domestic violence. She had in her hand. That's why I was pushing her away. No charges were filed. Petito was later found in a Wyoming national forest dead with an autopsy revealing that she was strangled. Wednesday on Long Island, a memorial honoring Petito's life as the sharp pangs of not having answers deepens for her family and community.
3: So, Sam, I know a lot of folks are wondering, how long is it going to take to get those uh, remains identified?
0: experts tell us it should be within about 48 hours. You recall investigators went to the laundry home to search it weeks ago and likely established a DNA profile. So if it's a fingerprint they're looking at, it's probably a matter of hours, a dental imprint days if they have to extract DNA from bone a week.
5: What about this location, Sam, this area where the remains ultimately were found? I mean, was this an area that was searched?
0: Savannah, it's a topic so many people are wondering about right now. After all of these weeks, how were Brian Laundrie's parents able to pinpoint this exact location? According to their attorney, they flagged it to the FBI in the middle of September, then returned and found those objects, likely because the water at
5: that point had submerged. in Savannah. All right, Sam Brock at the scene for us this morning. Thank you. Also this morning, the nation is one step closer to COVID vaccine booster shots for all adults. The FDA authorizing extra doses of the Moderna and J&J shots and backing up a mix and match approach to the boosters. NBC's Kathy Parks got the details. Kathy, good morning.
1: Savannah, good morning to you. Yeah, it could be just a matter of days before these boosters are rolled out and all eyes are on the CDC for their final sign off. Meanwhile, across the country, vaccine mandates are expanding, including right here in New York City. The mayor saying get vaccinated or be prepared to be placed on unpaid leave. This morning, tens of millions of Americans, another step closer to receiving an extra dose of protection from COVID. The FDA signing off on a third Moderna vaccine for seniors 65 and older and adults at high risk due to health problems, living conditions or their job. Those eligible would receive half the original dose given at least six months after the second shot. The Johnson and Johnson booster also authorized for anyone 18 and older, at least two months after the initial immunization. The FDA also authorizing a mix and match strategy, allowing providers to give people boosters different than their initial shot. Dr. Anthony Fauci telling Lester Holt there are benefits to expanding the booster campaign.
0: You want to get people optimally vaccinated and optimally protected.
1: Health officials are hopeful the mix and match approach will provide Americans with more flexibility amid concerns colder weather could worsen COVID spread. And news the CDC is closely monitoring the UK, which has seen a new mutation of the Delta variant, AY 4.2. At this time, there is no evidence that the sublineage AY 4.2 impacts the effectiveness
3: of our current vaccines or therapeutics.
1: But as millions of third doses are set to roll out, many city and state governments are pushing unvaccinated workers to get their first. In New York City, a new mandate. All city employees must get their shot by October 29th or be placed on unpaid leave. 16% of the city's total workforce is unvaccinated. That's roughly 46,000 employees. But 40% of the city's firefighters are still unvaccinated, along with 39% of EMS workers and 30% of police officers. The largest police and firefighters unions vowing to fight
2: back. Putting people out of work for making a personal health choice is something we can never accept.
1: And union leaders here in New York City have warned that they are prepared to take legal action to block the mandate here in the city. Meanwhile, in Chicago, they are also dealing with their own pushback with the vaccine mandate that went into effect on Friday. As of Tuesday, we have learned that 2,000 officers have not submitted their vaccine status. Savannah?
3: All
5: right, Kathy Park, thank you very
3: much. Meantime, with his economic agenda hanging in the balance, facing opposition from both sides, President Biden is now scaling back key parts of his multi-trillion dollar spending bill in hopes of securing a deal. NBC's Chief White House correspondent Kristen Welker has that story.
7: Hey, Kristen, good morning. Hi, Hoda. Good morning to you. President Biden had promised sweeping social changes, but with Democrats locked in an ongoing intra-party battle, he's slashing his social and climate policy proposal nearly in half, and there's still no deal in sight. It's a key test for a president who's already facing strong political headwind. Overnight, with his economic agenda on the brink, news that President Biden may be abandoning his original plan to pay for his massive social spending bill. Mr. Biden had planned to support the bill through increases in taxes, including the corporate tax rate. Now, with key Senator Kirsten Sinema opposed to raising taxes on the wealthy and large corporations, top Biden aides told Democrats Wednesday they would consider dropping the provision. But Mr. Biden's still trying to sell the plan in his hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania.
4: This has been declared dead on arrival from the moment I introduced it. But I think we're going to surprise them
7: urging progressive and moderate Democrats, now locked in fierce negotiations, to find common ground. But the scope of that multi-trillion dollar climate and social policy package is shrinking. The plan's original $3.5 trillion price tag is now expected to come in below $2 trillion, with popular progressive programs on the chopping block, for example, the expanded child tax credit could be limited to just one year instead of extended permanently. According to the Census Bureau, this year's child tax credit payments meant 3.3 million households with kids had enough to eat. And the linchpin of the president's climate plan, a program designed to cut greenhouse gas emissions, could be out.
1: Nothing is agreed to until everything is agreed to.
7: The moderate Democrat at the center of the talks, West Virginia's Joe Manchin, has demanded cuts angering many progressives. And Manchin is disputing a report that he's considering leaving the Democratic Party, a move that would hand control of the Senate to the GOP.
2: I can't control rumors and this bull
4: Fell <laughs> with a B-U-L-L, capital B.
7: Well, there you have it. Now, in addition to all of the Democratic infighting, Republicans are blasting the plan. They say it will add to growing inflation. Overnight, the White House pushed back on that, saying the price tag of the plan is zero, but still no details on how the White House and top negotiators plan to make that happen. Hoda
3: Kristen Walker at her post at the White House Kristen thank you
5: efforts to secure the release of those 17 kidnapped missionaries in Haiti are entering day six and this morning we're getting a closer look at what's being done to find and free them and the growing unrest inside that country NBC's Gabe Gutierrez joins us now from Port-au-Prince hi Gabe good morning
4: Savannah, good morning. The Ohio-based Christian Aid Ministry says it will hold the day of fasting and prayer today for its missionaries. It's unclear exactly where they're being held, but the justice minister here tells us the gang responsible generally holds its hostages near where they were captured. This morning, with parts of Haiti paralyzed by gang violence, the effort to secure the safe return of 17 American and Canadian missionaries held captive is entering its fifth day.
0: It's very challenging and long-term process, but um, it is absolutely essential that this security dynamic uh, change if Haiti is going to make real progress.
4: Haiti's justice minister telling NBC News the abductors have demanded $1 million per person. The FBI won't comment on the negotiation, and the White House says it's U.S. policy not to pay ransom for hostages. But experts say it's likely the gang, known as 400 Mooso, will settle on a lower price for anyone willing to pay. The hostages include 16 Americans and one Canadian, among them five children, ranging in age from 8 months to 15 years old. Ohio-based Christian Aid Ministries says we, along with government authorities, continue to work hard to bring them home safely. It's estimated gangs control about half of Quarter Prince. Right now, they've set up checkpoints across parts of the city, making it difficult and dangerous to get around.
3: It's terror. It's pure terror uh, to, to live here. But it is our country.
4: Humanitarian aid organizations like Doctors Without Borders are struggling to keep operating. Earlier this year, one of their staffers here was shot dead.
8: Today, the situation is, is very difficult for the
5: population to get access to health care.
4: We met David Wine, a missionary from Florida who runs an orphanage outside Port-au-Prince.
2: I was robbed at gunpoint two miles from my home and um, I just thank God that I'm still here to tell about it. Do you, do you fear for your life at times here? I do fear for my life at times here but more now than before because I've never seen it escalate to this level.
4: And that's what we've heard over and over again here on the ground. I've been to Haiti several times before, but multiple people here now tell me that these gangs have become that much more brazen since the assassination of Haiti's president several months ago. And overnight, we heard from Haitian police that several suspected kidnappers in an unrelated case have been arrested, a reminder of just how common this has become here. Savannah.
5: Oh, well, you be careful. Gabe is in Port-au-Prince for us. Thank you very much.
3: It is 7.15. Craig joins us now. Another major story tied to the economy. Hey, hey Craig. Yeah, morning.
5: Hoda, Savannah. Good morning. Good morning
9: to you as well. Americans from coast to coast now are dealing with a one-two punch. You've got the ongoing crisis with the supply chain and soaring inflation. Together, they're driving up prices on everything from gas to food, and it is all happening as we head into this busy holiday season. NBC's Tom Costello joins us with more on this. Tom, good morning.
2: Yeah, good morning. Make no mistake, they are, in fact, connected. Inflation connected to that stretched supply chain. So from Main Street, USA, to your local grocery store, your shopping mall, your gas station, we're seeing this across the country. Consumer price index of 5.5% in September. That's an indication of where prices are going. And experts say they see no sign it's going to turn around anytime soon. From checking out at the grocery store To filling up at the gas pump We're all digging deeper in our wallets With prices on just about everything trending higher Inflation for September matched June and July The highest levels in 13 years Billionaire investor Paul Tudor Jones warns It's likely here to stay And it's probably the single biggest threat to certainly financial markets and and again, probably, I think, to society just in general. A gallon of gas now averages $3.36, up 17 cents in a month and $1.20 over the past year since the pandemic recession. The price of a used car has trended down in recent months, but still a 24% spike from last year. And it's a similar situation in grocery stores.
6: I'm on Social Security, so I have to be very frugal. On what I buy, especially now, the prices are really gone up really high.
2: In the past year, a gallon of milk is up 14 cents on average, a nearly 50-cent increase for a dozen eggs and more than 60 cents for a pound of ground beef.
4: I've noticed everything is going up. Even if it's like 20 cents, like 30 cents, everything has started going up a lot.
2: Rising food costs are also adding another challenge for the nation's restaurants, still struggling to recover from the pandemic setback. Tyler Aiken owns two restaurants in Philadelphia and serves as chef and partner at Le Cavalier in Wilmington. He says costs are up significantly for certain meats and equally critical kitchen staples like frying oil. Maybe you're paying twenty-five dollars for last year, is now in the fifty-dollar range. Aiken says they've had to pass some of that cost onto their customers.
4: It can have a sticker shock effect for certain guests, but you know it's it's not an abuse. Uh, of circumstance, it's just the reality that we're facing right now.
2: Yeah, a lot of these restaurants are really struggling. You know, we talked yesterday about how Amazon is now offering jobs at $18 an hour because so many people have left the workforce. They're trying to hire people back in. If you're a restaurant, a lot of these restaurants can't afford those kinds of wages. They have a very slim margin. So trying to attract right now employees for them is very difficult. Guys, back to you.
9: Such a complicated problem. Tom Costello forced there. Tom, thank you, thank you, Tom. Let us get
5: our first check of the weather.
6: Hey, guys! What well, we the got, cat got brought in. We got interesting. <laughs> 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 uh, we got interesting weather on both ends of the coast. Right now, we're looking at a warm flow of air in the in the east, and so look at this: 75 degrees in New York City today, 66 in Portland, Pittsburgh, 69. That front, though, coming out of the Great Lakes, boom! Temperatures drop over the weekend. We'll be in the 50s in Portland, 60s, upper uh, I should say upper 50s, low 60s, New York into the weekend, 50s in Cleveland Chicago will be 50s as well plus we've got these double barreled lows and that Pineapple Express we've been talking about bringing a lot of moisture into the West and this is going to be a series of successive storms this is going to steer moisture from the Pacific into California and this is tied to both water supply and a flood risk we're talking about some places picking up 10 inches of rain or more and where there's uh, those burn scars from the wildfires, flooding is going to be a big problem mudslides as well Uh, but the good news is we're talking talking about snowpack getting developed early in the Cascades in the Sierra mountains 2 feet or more and that is your latest weather guys.
3: all right now thank you Uh, just ahead an update from London on that doctor advised royal rest for the Queen even as the 95 year old gears up for some very big events we're going to take you live to Buckingham Palace and then our
5: investigation into disinformation campaigns now emerging from China and targeting Americans an eye opening look at where they start how far and fast they can travel across social media and what's being done now to stop them. But first, this is Today on NBC.
10: When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Oh, wow. We're back 7:30
5: Thursday morning 21st of October. Would you just look at that beautiful beautiful <laughs> beautiful moon bright. Beautiful <laughs> they call it the Hunter's Moon. The first full moon of fall and it reached its peak yesterday. Craig was just howling at the moon out Wally. Oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we oh wow. Breathtaking images from all around the world. It's awesome. pretty. Wow. Neat. all right let's get to your 7:30 headlines on a thursday morning nicholas cruz has pleaded guilty in the 2018 massacre that left 17 people dead at a parkland florida high school the murder counts carry a minimum sentence of life in prison with a no pos- with no possibility of parole relatives of the victims who sat in the courtroom shook their heads as cruz entered those pleas and then later apologized for his crimes
2: i am very sorry for what i did and i have to live with it every day
3: and brings me nightmares and I can't live with myself sometimes, but I try to push through.
5: The case goes straight to the penalty phase to determine if who should face the death penalty
3: or life in prison jury selection is set to begin in January. We've got an important consumer alert to tell you about this morning. The CDC is asking people to check their onions after a salmonella outbreak that sickened more than 650 people across the country so be on the lookout for whole red, white, and yellow onions imported from Chihuahua, Mexico, distributed by a company called Pro Source Inc. Officials urge consumers to toss out any onions that don't have stickers or packaging showing where they are from.
9: Escape artist Jonathan Goodwin is speaking out from his hospital bed. He was seriously hurt last week while rehearsing a stunt for the TV show America's Got Talent Extreme. In an Instagram post, Goodwin thanked friends, his family, and his fiance, saying he was... Protected by love, he went on to say, I have a lot left to do in this world. Maybe we can make something good together. Goodwin was struck by two swinging cars while suspended in the air, which caused him to fall 40 feet to the ground. Meanwhile, NBC has paused production of that show indefinitely.
3: In the meantime, we have an update for you on the royal news that broke during our show yesterday. The 95-year-old queen cancelling several events after being advised by doctors to rest for a few days.
5: NBC's Molly Hunter joins us from Buckingham Palace. Hi, Molly. Good morning.
11: Hey, guys. Good morning. Now, we don't expect rolling updates from the palace like we would get about the prime minister or the president, for example. But we do understand this morning the queen is still out at Windsor Castle taking a break. This morning on doctor's orders, the queen continuing to rest at Windsor Castle after Buckingham Palace announced she reluctantly accepted medical advice to take a few days off, adding she's in good spirits but disappointed, offering no additional details.
7: Canceling an important trip to Northern Ireland isn't insignificant. This was also a visit that she cared about deeply. The
11: Queen hardly ever cancels engagements and at 95 years old is generally considered to be healthy. The most recent known health issue back in 2017 a bad cold forcing her to skip a New Year's Day church visit.
7: She likes to be busy, she likes to be visible, and she doesn't like to appear vulnerable. She thinks that showing herself to be strong and fit is part of her duty. And while the pandemic taught the
11: monarch to Zoom from home, just like the rest of us, she's had an incredibly busy few months. Last spring, back at work just days after her husband, Prince Philip's funeral. My Lord, pray beseech In May, opening the British Parliament, In June, joining the G7 leaders in Cornwall, cracking jokes during a class photo. Yes, She welcomed President Biden, hosting tea at Windsor Castle. Then there was her official birthday parade, trooping the color. In Scotland, remembering her husband.
7: And of the many happy memories Prince Philip and I always held of our time here.
11: And in October alone, we've seen her planting trees, attending horse races, traveling to Wales for the first time in five years, and using a walking stick for the first time in 20 years. But on Tuesday night, greeting John Kerry and Bill Gates at an event at Windsor Castle, there was no sign of slowing down.
7: The thing about the royal family, and particularly the monarch and their health, is it's not the same as the president of the United States. The public don't necessarily get regular updates on their health.
11: And while members of the royal family have accompanied the queen in recent months, grandson Prince Harry, of course, remains in California. And yesterday, Meghan Markle sent a letter to Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi advocating for paid parental leave, writing, like many parents, we were overwhelmed, but they were fortunate not having to make the impossible choices about child care and work, arguing paid parental leave should be a national right.
5: To the queen, she obviously has had a very, very busy schedule recently. Do they think they should slow those public appearances down going forward, or is she not having any of that?
11: Well, Savannah, I think we'll wait for the queen to decide that. But I think, look, if this is just exhaustion, we will expect her to pick right back up uh, with her busy schedule. We're expecting to see her and a lot of the other royals at COP26. If, though, this is more serious, I think this might be a wake-up call. Savannah? All right, Molly, thank you very
5: much.
9: When we come back on this Thursday, Keir Simmons takes us behind the wall for an in-depth look at the disinformation campaigns on social media now coming out of
3: China and targeting millions
9: of Americans.
3: And our investigation has led to hundreds of accounts now being suspended. But first, these messages.
0: Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your Wake Up Call.
3: Back now at 7.40 with our special network-wide series, Behind the Wall, exploring the increasingly complex relationship between the United States and China.
9: Yeah, and this morning, our investigation into an apparent campaign of disinformation
5: that's originating in China, but it's targeting millions of Americans online. Today, senior international correspondent, Kier Simmons, has the details this morning. Hi, Kier, Good morning. Hey there, guys.
8: Good morning. For years, Russia has been accused of trying to influence Americans through social media on our phones and computers. But now Twitter has suspended more than 500 accounts after NBC News and Oxford University uncovered what appears to be a propaganda campaign originating in China. In China, the government controls what citizens can and cannot see on the Internet. This morning, new signs Beijing is targeting the U.S. with its propaganda. At the oldest university in the English-speaking world, a very high-tech battle, Marcel Schliebs at Oxford University's Programme on Democracy and Technology investigates modern-day state-sponsored disinformation campaigns. How much time do you spend sitting here?
11: (laughs) Often quite long, um, diving into hundreds of thousands of retweets really of, of Chinese diplomats.
8: Working with NBC News, he followed those messages, uncovering a new phony claim that COVID originated from Maine lobsters. An allegation Maine's CDC told us was a load of codswallop. The FDA saying there's no epidemiological evidence backing it up. Yet online, it was starting to pick up steam.
11: What I found when I started looking was accounts that repeatedly and in multiple languages shared snippets of text that were identical.
8: NBC News and the Oxford Lab identified over 1,500 tweets falsely claiming that coronavirus was imported to China on American seafood. Just the latest twist to a bogus allegation that Chinese authorities have been pushing since the start of the pandemic. One of the first places the propaganda appeared was in a Chinese language article A Chinese diplomat tweeted the report in English. Soon, more than a 1,000 tweets were being sent out on multiple fake or hacked accounts. And at the same time each day, approximately 8 a.m. in Beijing. That's suspicious.
11: That's what I was
8: thinking as well. (laughs) Twitter has now suspended over 500 accounts. Our investigation uncovered and more keep popping up. When you look at this graph, It's like they're trying to create a tidal wave of propaganda on my phone. Now, researchers who've investigated Russian propaganda are increasingly focused on the threat from China.
9: The content that we we get in our social media feeds mirrors very closely official government policy. It's uh, got talking points, it's consistent, it's delivered on a regular schedule.
8: Twitter told us they proactively and routinely tackle attempts at platform manipulation and that they removed... All of the accounts we flag to them under that policy. But research continues to show US social media is vulnerable to influence by foreign governments. And in response to our reporting, guys, the Chinese embassy here in London told us China has always been committed to making its voices heard in a truthful, objective and fair manner and opposed to the fabrication and spread of disinformation. China is the biggest victim of disinformation. In that statement, it accuses Western media and governments of spreading false rumors about COVID and of China bashing. Just this month, guys, the World Health Organization launched a new effort to try to find out the truth of where COVID came from. Guys?
5: Fascinating story, Mm -hmm. Kier. Thank you.
9: Also this morning, we are hearing from a man who has firsthand experience dealing with many of the issues raised in Kier's report there, Eric Schmidt, the former chairman and CEO of Google for years Schmidt oversaw the arrival and departure of Google's operation in China. And recently, he opened up to NBC's Jacob Ward about some of the ethical dilemmas that he faced and the lessons he learned.
4: Do you think that the burgeoning calls for deeper regulation of big tech companies in the United States is going to put us at a competitive disadvantage to China?
2: The top five tech companies are also the top five most valuable companies in the United States. So before we kill the golden goose, if you will, Let's understand that the regulation needs to be on the edges. It needs to be in the area where there's a little bit of an excess. The core invention of the American technology industry is enormously valuable.
9: Sounds like a fascinating conversation. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can find more of it, more of that conversation throughout the day on NBC News Now,
3: our uh, streaming channel. All right. What do you say we shift gears, kids? Let's go to the weather. Mr. Roker. We're, all right. Here we, ready we go. In? Ready for a little game? Yes. Yes. Who'd
6: like to play Who's Warmer? Yes. All right. So, who's warmer today? San Francisco or New York? New, New York. York. New York City? San, Savannah says San Francisco. Let's see. Oh! Yeah. Sorry, Savannah. Ah. 12 degrees above the average here in New York. 75 degrees. All right. Here's our next uh, right. two Cities. Los Angeles, Washington D.C. DC who's warmer? D.C. DC
3: definitely. DC, Savannah? Los Angeles.
6: DC. Los Angeles. Let's find oh. out.
3: Oh, sorry. Zero for
6: two. Oh. Washington D.C. 12 degrees above average. D.C. Los Angeles actually two degrees cooler than average. All right, here we go. Oh,
3: this is scary. This Las is Vegas, awesome. Atlanta. Vegas.
6: Who's warmer? Atlanta. Go with
3: Vegas too. Vegas. 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 It's, to it's Vegas.
6: Guess what?
3: Everybody's right. It's oh, tie.
6: Two good degrees good. cooler in Las Vegas. Five degrees above average in Atlanta. Rest of the country today. <laughs> Temperature-wise, awful. So yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. was going a tie? 80s. Uh, well, he means the cities. You know, Savannah no, Savannah lost. lost big time. But I you lost. know, yeah. what are you gonna do? Uh, and then for today, we are <laughs> cooling off back behind this front. But this October warmth continues here in the east. A flood risk as that uh, that Pineapple Express comes on into California and parts of the Pacific Northwest. And that is your latest weather, guys. What's the prize? What do we got? Uh, just my undying love and devotion. Oh,
3: we'll take it. <laughs>
6: okay.
5: Thank so you. Good. But not me, because I lost. No. Well, <laughs> Is there a receipt that.
9: with that? Can I return that?
5: Oh! oh. Uh,
9: still, <laughs> Come, you know I love you. Still, I had it on a Thursday yeah. morning. Do you toss and turn at night? Maybe you have a, a snoring partner keeping you awake. Don't go anywhere.
3: We are revealing the winning products from Health Magazine's Coveted Sleep Awards, so you can get some more rest. How about that? First, <laughs> these messages. Hit it, out. Coming up, I got three words for you, Simone Biles, live. Boom! Oh yeah. We're <laughs> to find out what the goats went up to since the Olympics, and she's got um, meaningful and personal work that she's doing. She's encouraging people to focus on their mental health. We, we love, love you, you well. Simone. We oh, love smile. you guys We're too. Back after Thank this.
7: you.
12: <laughs> the living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories